20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to an all new episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Appreciate you being here today. This is another one of our off season series where we're looking at all the different moves that Green Bay could make from trades to the entire David Bakhtiari situation to some potential free agent signings. And today we're looking at releases, which players on the Packers roster could theoretically be released to save some money and maybe open up some salary cap space. We've seen Green Bay do this on numerous occasions over the past couple seasons to open up some roster space. More often than not, they've gone the restructure route rather than the outright release route. And we'll talk about that as well. But I do want to be totally transparent with you up front. This is going to be a little bit of a dry episode. There's going to be a lot of numbers, some math, some salary cap nerding out. If that's not your particular cup of tea, I get it. I want to give you fair warning in advance. We, of course, have the Daily Draft with Ross Uglum. We've got episodes all over the place. There are other episodes for you to listen to. Uh, So if this, again, is not your cup of tea, I get it. And again, I wanted to give you fair warning. But if you want to look at some of the deeper intricacies of which Packers could get released, why they could get released, whether or not it would make sense, or which ones maybe are a little bit more likely to restructure, today is the episode for you. So I want to start by saying, David Bakhtiari, we are covering in full detail I am doing these episodes in advance because I'm going to be out of town uh, the week of February, I don't know, 5th, whatever it is. So I'm not sure if the David Bakhtiari episode is already released or if it is going to be released after this one, but there will be a full breakdown of the David Bakhtiari situation and how Green Bay can go about handling that. So we are not going to talk about David Bakhtiari today. However, however... There are six other Green Bay Packers that we do need to discuss as to whether or not Green Bay could, should, would release them and get some salary cap savings. And we are going to start with number one on the list, and that is Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell is 31 years old or will be 31 years old going into this season. What he has left on his deal right now is a three-year, $39.9 million contract. And it's actually almost like a three-year, $40 million contract. $13.32 million per year remaining on his deal. In 2024, he currently has a $14.23 million cap hit. In 2025, he has a $12.53 million cap hit. And in 2026, he has another $12.53 million cap hit. In 2027, once he would no longer be on the roster, he would have $657,000 in dead money that would hit the salary cap that year, even though he would not be on the roster. That amounts to a three-year, basically $40 million deal left remaining for 30-year Devondre Campbell. If you are like me, a three-year, $40 million deal for Devondre Campbell doesn't sound great at the moment. I'll start by asking you this. Would you sign Devondre Campbell right now to a three-year, $40 million deal? The answer is clearly and obviously no. A 31-year-old Devondre Campbell coming off back-to-back disappointing seasons, seasons in which he's been banged up, seasons in which he has not lived up to his all-pro contract. There is is 0.0% chance, easy for me to say, that anyone would be interested in signing Devondre Campbell to a three-year $40 million deal. So what happens if Green Bay releases Devondre Campbell? You might look at it and say, all right, if you have him on the roster this year, he'd have a $14.23 million salary cap hit. 14.23 this year. 
And if you release him, he has a $11.6 million salary cap hit. Now, for all of these conversations, could you release them June 1st and have some of that money go in future seasons? Yes. At it doesn't matter because you can always borrow from the future, move money different years. So either way, you end up costing yourself the same amount. It just depends if it hits this year's cap or next year's cap. It doesn't really matter. But the point of the matter is here, if you play him this year, this year's salary cap hit would be 14.2 million. And then if you release him and he doesn't play, you pay him 11.6 million on the salary cap. The savings the savings this season in 2024 by releasing him are $2.6 million. So the, the clear and obvious answer here is, all right, if Devondre Campbell's on the roster and if he's not on the roster, the difference is only $2.6 million. So clearly I would sign him to a one-year $2.6 million deal. That's easy. I would gladly rather have Devondre Campbell on the roster. It's not how it works. All right. So what we have to do is look at this dependent upon how long he would be on the team. All right. So either he could be cut right now, he could play for one year, he could play for two years, or he could play for three years on his current contract, you know, assuming that there's not a restructure done. If he plays for three years, as we mentioned, it would be a three-year $40 million deal. All right. Do you want a three-year $40 million deal for Devondre Campbell? The answer is probably no. If he stays for two years, all right, the deal that he would have remaining is two years, $31 million. Do you want a two-year, $31 million deal for Devondre Campbell? The answer is probably no. That's $15.54 million per year. That's not what you want to pay a 31-year-old inside linebacker who hasn't had good seasons the past two years. If he stays just one season, if he stays just one more year on his current contract, you end up paying him $22.2 million, a one-year $22.2 million deal. That doesn't sound great. I certainly am not interested in that. And if you cut him, you release him now, you don't get him at all, but you have a $11.6 million cap hit on this year's salary cap. Again, you could split some of it to next year if you wanted, but you end up paying $11.6 million. So choose your adventure. Do you want a no Devondre Campbell $11.6 million cap hit. So you're paying $11.6 million for nothing. By the way, that $11.6 million is already paid. You can't do anything about it no matter what. It is going to cost you in the salary cap in some way, shape, or form. But $11.6 million for no Devondre Campbell, $22 million for one year of Campbell, $31 million for two years of Campbell, or $40 million for three years of Campbell. To me, the clear and obvious answer is that you want no years of Devondre Campbell and you take your medicine now and take that $11.6 million cap hit. The difference between the one year, meaning the, if you pay him for one year, you're going to end up paying him $22.2 million, $22 million, or not paying him at all is $11.6 million. The difference in total between one year of Devondre and no years of Devondre is $10.57 million. So $10,573,529 to be exact. So the ultimate question that you have to ask yourself, easy as pie, after all the numbers, after all the math, would you right now sign Devondre Campbell to a one-year $10,573,529 contract? And to me, the answer is clear and obvious, no. Could you try to work out some sort of renegotiation where he plays for less? You could. 
Do I think that that's the best way to go? I don't. There seemed to already be a little bit of drama between Devondre and the Packers. He's been banged up these past two years. He's one of the oldest players on the team at 31 years old. It just feels like it's time. This is the lowest hanging fruit. I know that you only get uh, $2.6 million of savings this season, but guess what? Number one, that's $2.6 million of savings. Don't mind that. And two, you saved $10.5 plus million overall. And again, if I can get out of that contract with Devondre Campbell right now, even though that you're going to have some dead money on the salary cap, but I saved $10.57 million overall, it is a no-brainer. It is an absolute no-brainer. It should be one of the easier decisions of the offseason. Move on from Devondre Campbell. Go in a different direction. You still have Quay. You still have Isaiah McDuffie. And you can guarantee that Green Bay is going to add some bodies to that room, either via free agency or via the draft. This seems like the most clear-cut and obvious decision. There's actually one that's easier that we'll get to at the end. But for the big-name money guys, Devondre Campbell, number one on the list. And for me, is a easy release. And I should always say... It is never, I never want to take this for granted and just be willy nilly and say like, this is a human being's life that is being altered here. I get it. This is a lot of money. He's put a lot of time, effort and energy into Green Bay. I don't want to sound crass about it. These are the business decisions that an NFL GM and Russ Ball as the salary cap guru have to go through and make these difficult decisions. And I don't necessarily wish those you know decisions on anyone. And I wish Devondre the best and I hope he lands on his feet. He'll get another deal. He's going to get paid. Um, and he's going to find a, a good contract with another team. I don't have any um, you know, thoughts otherwise on that. But these are the business decisions that Green Bay has to go through and make. And well, again, while I wish Devondre the absolute best of luck and you never wish these decisions upon anyone, to me, this feels like an easy decision for Green Bay. Hey friends, everyone this time of year is trying to get their year started off on the right foot and I am certainly no different. Football season takes its toll on me, so now is the time for me to start eating healthier, getting more sleep, and getting the year started right. But eating healthy isn't always the easiest and it's far too time consuming to constantly run to the store or the butcher for healthy fresh cuts of meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meats and seafood delivered directly to your door on your schedule. Choose from over 70 high quality cuts of meat, including my favorite, 100% grass-fed ribeyes. You guys have to see the marbling on these things. They are beyond delicious and they melt in your mouth. Add a little sea salt, a little black pepper, a little garlic powder. They are to die for. I know you're all busy and you're probably listening to this now, running errands, mowing the lawn, or driving your kids to soccer practice. And that's exactly why the ease of Good Chop is going to be so perfect for you. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74 and they pride themselves on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. They're so confident in their quality of cuts that they offer a 100% money back guarantee. So go to goodchop.com slash packaday120 and use code packaday120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code packaday120 at goodchop.com slash packaday120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash packaday120 with code packaday120. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. 
Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Number two on the list, Kenny Clark, 29 years old this year. He will be right now. This is going to be a little bit of a number shock. I think to some people, if he plays for one year, he will have a one year, $41.237 million contract for playing one year of football remaining in green Bay. And that's all that's left on his contract, by the way, one year. And he has 41.237 million remaining on his deal. That's a big contract. I don't know that there's anyone that's not a quarterback that would get a one-year $41.2 million deal. This is the price you pay, by the way, for backdating all of these deals. How that works from a salary cap standpoint is right now, Kenny is set to cost the Packers $27.49 million on the salary cap. This year, he would become a free agent next year when his contract voids, and then there would be a $13.7 million cap hit on next year's salary cap. So he would play one more season, and you would pay him $41.237 million overall for that one year of Kenny Clark. If he's released, however... On this year's salary cap, you would save $3.253 million in salary cap. Not probably worth it to release Kenny Clark. But again, we have to look at this holistically and what the difference would be between no Kenny Clark or one year of Kenny Clark. We already talked about one year of Kenny Clark is $41.237 million. No years of Kenny Clark is $24.237 million. The difference is exactly $17 million. So the question... Do you want to pay Kenny Clark $17 million to play one more season for you? You cannot do anything about the $24.237 million. You are going to lose that no matter what. So the question remains is, do you want to save the $17 million by releasing Kenny Clark? This is a very interesting one because we know how good Kenny is. We know how important he is. We also know that like one year 17 mil is probably a bit too much. So the logical conclusion is that you restructure him. If you go with a restructure, you have to be prepared that he says no. And what if he says no? Like you you usually sort of like ultimatum that of like, hey, if we don't get a restructure done, we're going to have to release you. And if he says, no, I don't want to do a restructure, go ahead, release me. Then you're in a tough spot. So I don't think that it necessarily makes sense to release Kenny Clark. I don't necessarily think it makes sense to keep him on the contract that he's on. I definitely like you have to tiptoe very carefully if you're going to ask him for a restructure. So that leads me to one clear and obvious remaining decision. And that is, I think you have to go to him with a contract extension, but I think you need to be a little bit careful with that too, because again, Kenny at 29, that might not sound super old, but you have to remember like he came into the the league at age 20. 
Like the wear and tear is piling up on Kenny Clark. So any sort of like three, four, five year deal may not be in the best interest of the team either. So you are a little bit in this no man's land where I don't necessarily think that any any deal is like or any like situation is a good one. I don't think releasing him is a good idea. That sounds like a really bad idea. Restructuring is iffy because he might just say, then no, release me. I'm not restructuring. An extension could give you some years where he's 32, 33 years old with like a bunch of wear and tear in his body and is not living up to the contract. And uh, keeping him on a one-year 17 is not ideal either. So I don't know what direction Green Bay goes here. This being a should they release him or not episode, I will say they should not release him. So I do think this ends up being some sort of probably extension for probably a two or three year deal, but they need to tread lightly and be a little bit careful with how they structure that. I don't think Kenny's going anywhere, but that will be a very interesting contract negotiation for you know Green Bay and Kenny Clark. If they did decide to release him, again, it would be only $3.25 million in savings this year, but they would save $17 million overall over the course of the next two seasons. So interesting choice there, but let me be crystal clear. I do not believe Kenny is going anywhere. I do expect him to be a Packer in 2024. Aaron Jones, number three on the list. Now, Goody has said Aaron Jones is not going anywhere. All right, so let's just be clear. I do not, or at least he absolutely wants him back was his direct quote. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Aaron Jones, like Kenny Clark, is going to be a Packer in 2024, but it still is worth looking at the numbers. Aaron Jones is going to be 30 this season. He has one year, 23.67 million remaining on his contract. That would be a $17 million cap hit this year, a little bit more than that. And then a $6.6 million cap hit next year when he's no longer on the team. It amounts to him playing for one year and Green Bay ultimately paying him $23.67 million. The savings on the cap this year, if he is released, is $4.67 million. If he plays just one year, as we mentioned, $23.67 million. If he does not play and you release him, you would have a $12.35 million cap hit this year. The total savings is $11.3 million over the course of the next two years if you would release him. I think here, the answer is like, would you play him on the one-year $11.3 million deal? I think the answer might just be yes. I think he's probably worth that on a one-year deal. And then you just kind of you know, decide next year if you want to sign him back for something and just ultimately get off that current contract structure that he's on. If it comes to just him playing on that deal, I think Green Bay is probably okay with it. This is probably another restructure slash extension candidate that ultimately, even if it's an extension, it probably is still a year-to-year situation where we'll have this conversation again next year. Again, I don't think Aaron Jones is going anywhere, but they are going to have to figure out of uh, whether or not they just want to pay him as is, which isn't unfeasible based on the number that he's at right now, or restructure or extend. Those are the options with Aaron Jones, but again, he's going to be on the team in 2024. Number uh, number four, Preston Smith, 32 this year. This is a really interesting one, all right? 2024, he is set to make 16.57 million against the cap. 2025, 17.51, 2026, 18.21. And then in 2027, he's got 1.66 on his deal when he's no longer on the team and his contract voids. If they were to release him now, they would save only 2.5 million on this year's salary cap. So not a huge savings by any means. But, but if he's on the team for all three years, you pay him three years, 53.9 million. That is 17, basically 18 million a year. That's not ideal. 
If he's got two years left that he plays, you pay him two years, basically 40 million, 19.89 million per season. If he plays just one more year on his current contract, you end up paying him 26.4 million over the next two years for him playing just one season of football. But if you don't, you know, if you release him now, you have 13 point, basically 14 million on dead cap just right now. And again, you only get 2.5 mil of savings. I just want to point out here that these are why these backloaded contracts become such a problem. You end up with no good scenarios. Very similarly to Kenny Clark, I don't think you want him on this like crazy contract. I don't think you want to release him. You certainly can't extend him anymore. He's already 32 years old. And if you go to a restructure, which will probably what ends up being happening, uh, you you have to like, again, tread carefully because he could say, no, I don't want to restructure. You're going to have to release me. I don't think that makes sense for Preston based on where he's at. And I think he wants to play in Green Bay, but they're probably going to have to figure out some sort of restructure. If they did release him, they would save 12.4 million overall um, by, by doing so. So do you want to save 12.4 million just for your releasing Preston? Again, I think the answer is very clearly no. And I very much expect Preston to be back this year, but these are not ideal contracts. And Green Bay with Aaron Jones, Preston Smith, and Kenny Clark are going to have to find some ways to be super creative and find a deal that works for both sides. And that's going to be up to Russ Ball and Brian Gudikins to find a middle ground that is you know amicable for everyone in these conversations. But as of right now, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, Preston Smith, not anywhere near anything that remotely resembles an ideal contract for Green Bay. That's a bit of a problem and something that Green Bay is going to have to navigate. Number five and six are much, much easier conversations. Number five on the list is Royce Newman. Now, per Ken Ingles, I think he's going to get, and, and this makes sense, he's going to get the escalator on the last year of his deal for hitting a certain amount of snaps. So his contract is going to skyrocket to almost $3 million for a one-year deal that's mostly not guaranteed. Um, Green Bay could save over $2.2 million in uh, roster money by releasing him. That's just a no-brainer. Uh, Royce Newman is at the point where on a vet minimum deal, he should probably be released. And again, I don't mean to seem crass about this, but for being real, he has not shown the propensity to be an NFL player at this point. So, you know, if it if it's a vet minimum deal, I would still lean towards releasing Royce Newman at 2.2 million. It is a complete no-brainer. So that is a way to save a little bit of money. And I do expect them to move on from Royce Newman and not pay him on that deal. There could be a way where they release him off of that deal and then maybe try to re-sign him back. But my guess is we've probably seen the last of Royce Newman in Green Bay. Um, and you're welcome for that bit of news. Number six is the long snapper, Matt Orzik. He is set to make $1.225 million this year. They could save $1.025 million if they release him. The vet minimum for even a rookie minimum contract player with no signing bonus would be $795,000. So you could theoretically save about $230,000 total in difference because you have to have a long snapper on the team. So there is some potential savings, but if you're saving that much, that means that you have a rookie with no guarantees that you literally signed off the scrap heap as your long snapper. So there is some ways to potentially save some money with Orzik, but it's not going to be any sort of exorbitant savings. It might look like it on the surface, but it's really not. So my guess is Orzik just ends up in training camp and will have to compete with whatever player they bring in to compete for his spot. But Orzik is certainly another opportunity to move on from him and his contract. So the entire list of players are, again, David Bakhtiari, we will hold for another conversation, but Devondre Campbell, Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Royce Newman, and Matt Orzik. 
The easy ones to me are, uh, you know, obviously Royce Newman and then Devondre Campbell. I think everything else, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, I expect to stay on the roster, but they're going to have to be creative with how they go about those conversations and how they restructure their new deals. And then Matt Orzek probably is just somebody that has to battle in training camp, but they could theoretically release him and save a little bit of money if they did want to go in that direction. Let me know what your thought is in the comments below. Who would you like to see back? Who would you like to see gone? Is there anyone that I'm not thinking of? There's not really anyone else I'm not thinking of from like an actual salary cap, like saving money standpoint. This is more about that. There could be a player that you think is on the roster and just not deserving of a spot. That's a conversation for more like roster cutdowns, but these are salary cap savings discussions. Um, There's no one else really out there that they could save money with at this point, but these would be the six. Again, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark, Aaron Jones, Preston Smith, Royce Newman, and Matt Orzek. That is going to do it for me today. Always appreciate you guys. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. Shout out to Most State of Minnesota and PJ Wayne, John Wild, Chebra Dad, Brandon Paletta, Jennifer Wright, Boomhandle, Donald Lee, Lori Lord, Baby QB, and David McCluskey for being Packaday Podcast All Pro and Hall of Fame members. I'll see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go.